How do professionals get better at what they do? How do they get great? And there are two views about this. One is the traditional view, that is that you go to school, you study, you practice, you learn, you graduate, and then you go out into the world and you make your way on your own. That's how doctors learn, that's how、uh, lawyers do, scientists. Now the contrasting view comes out of sports. And they say you are never done. Everybody needs a coach. The greatest in the world needs a coach. So I tried to think about this as a surgeon. Pay someone to come into my operating room, observe me, and critique me. It seems absurd. Expertise means not needing to be coached. So then, which view is right? Turns out there are numerous problems in making it on your own. You don't recognize the issues that are standing in your way, or if you do, you don't necessarily know how to fix them. And the result is that somewhere along the way, you stop improving. And I thought about that, and I realized that was exactly what had happened to me as a surgeon. So I asked a former professor of mine who had retired.、Um, his name is Bob Osteen, and he agreed to come to my operating room and observe me. The case. I remember that first case. It went beautifully. I didn't think there would be anything much he'd have to say when we were done. Instead, he had a whole page of dense with notes. <laughs> Just small things, he said. Did you notice that the light had swung out of the wound during the case? Another thing I noticed, he said, your elbow goes up in the air every once in a while. That means you're not in full control. It was a whole nother level of awareness. He was describing what great coaches do, and what they do is they are your external eyes and ears, providing a more accurate picture of your reality. They're recognizing the fundamentals. They're breaking your actions down, and then helping you build them back up again. After two months of coaching, I felt myself getting better again, and after a year, I saw my complications drop down even further. It was painful. I didn't like being observed, <laughs> and at times I didn't want to have to work on things. I also felt there were periods where I would get worse before I got better. But it made me realize that the coaches were onto something profoundly important. I think it's not just how good you are now. I think it's how good you're gonna be that really matters. It's not how good you are now. It's how good you're gonna be that really matters. How about that recording? It's by Dr. Atul Gawande. It's from a TED Talk given several years ago, where he talks about how everybody needs a coach. And I'm really excited to welcome you to the Love Monday podcast this week. I'm excited about this topic. Everybody needs a coach, and I have said for a long time that getting a coach for any endeavor that you want to improve in, that you're trying to achieve, anything you're trying to achieve, anything you're trying to attain. Getting a coach is the greatest life hack for doing that, and the reason I say that is you can read a book, you can watch a video, but what books and videos and reading can't give you is feedback on how you're doing, and that's what a coach can do for you. So I felt this way for a long time. Now I coach a lot of people. I coach. Individuals to try and help them love Monday, just like Friday, but for a different reason. I coach managers to help their people love Mondays, just like Friday, but for a different reason. I help. I coach managers to help them be better managers. 
And I've coached people in other occupations I've been in. Like when I worked for the Home Depot, I was coaching customers on how to do home improvement projects. As a snowboard instructor, I coached people on how to learn how to ride a snowboard. All of these things. Um, I've coached a lot of people, but that's not what I'm here to talk about or to brag about. I'm here to talk about how I have been benefited by coaches and how you can too. And so I do coach people. And if you want to love Monday, just like Friday, but for a different reason, I can coach you. But what I also say is I might not be your coach. The coach you choose needs to resonate with you. And the coach you choose needs to be somebody who can help you be stay motivated, stay on task, continue to make progress. And I'm not everybody's coach, but... I think if you want, if you're seeking to improve in anything, in your occupation, in anything you want to do, you should find somebody who can coach you in that. Hey, everybody, if you are listening to this session today, I want to give you a special offer. If you go out to lovemondaylikefriday.com and you're looking for a coach, I can be your guy. And I have just restructured my coaching pricing and the approach that we're taking. I'm going to do this with a combination of you doing some self-study on lovemondaylikefriday.com and all those lessons that we have, and then meeting with me on a weekly basis to get the coaching you need. Now, I've got limited capacity for this, so if you want to get coaching and you want to love Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason, please reach out to me. Go out to lovemondaylikefriday.com, sign up. Right now, it's $1,500 for 12 sessions, so we're going to meet weekly for three months, and that's just about the same price as you'd pay for 12 massages. So, you, this is a great time for you to take advantage of getting the coaching you need. Go out to lovemondaylikefriday.com, sign up, and I'll talk to you soon. Now, when I say that, you don't necessarily have to find a coach who has expertise in that domain that you're trying to learn. Now, I had a coach a couple of Christmases ago. I called her my cookie coach, and I wanted to learn how to, how to decorate cookies with, you know, royal icing and make them really cool looking. And I had this friend on Facebook that I, I noticed her posting pictures of her cookies. And I was like, man, she could probably teach me. She could coach me. It was during COVID. And so there was no getting together on this. So she coached me over direct messaging and Facebook and, and texts and things like that. So we, we never actually got together on this, but she would I would send her pictures and she'd send me critiques. She'd send me recipes. She'd send me ideas. She'd send me suggestions. And I got pretty good at decorating cookies. And it was one of those things that I just always wanted to try. And it was a lot of fun. So that was one where I had somebody with domain expertise. She was great at decorating cookies and could, I mean, her stuff is amazing. Mine never came close to that, but at least I got the satisfaction of getting to what I wanted to do, and a lot faster than had I tried to Google all those things and read through them, because that's the thing I say, like I say, that a coach will get you faster than reading about it or watching a video, because you can get the instructions that way, but what you can't get is feedback on how you are doing, and that's what we need so often in our lives. Now, it could be in any area. Now, now when I say it doesn't have to be someone with domain expertise, there's a great book that I refer to from time to time called The Inner Game of Tennis by W. Timothy Galway. So Tim Galway was a, I think he's still alive, but this book's 50 years old. He wrote it in 1973, The Inner Game of Tennis. And he was a tennis coach, and he has since coached lots of people in lots of different occupations. He's coached 
people who are in symphonies and he doesn't play instruments, but he knows the process for helping people improve and he knows how to help them do that. I do refer, I do recommend rather this book, The Inner Game of Tennis for anybody. Um, it's, it's fascinating. And an interesting story about this is when, um, when they printed the first edition of The Inner Game of Tennis and it sold out really quickly. But they had only printed 20,000 copies. And the author, Tim Galway, asked the publisher, why did you only print 20,000 copies? And they said, because we thought it was a book about tennis. And who's going to buy that? <laughs> tennis wasn't that popular back in the early 70s. And so they were surprised that the inner game of tennis, though it talks about tennis and gives tennis examples, it's really about um, improvement. In fact, the, the subtitle is The Classic Guide to the Mental Side of Peak Performance. And so he, Tim Galloway talks about other, other occupations and people and, and disciplines that he's coached in, and he doesn't have domain expertise. So you don't have to have that. But you de do need to find somebody who's good at coaching you and helping you, helping you get better. So, and again, if you want expertise in a domain, you might need to get a couple of coaches. You might need somebody who can help you with your, with your golf swing um, but you, if you want to improve overall in golfing, it might be more than that golf pro can handle. So you might want to consider, you know, uh, somebody who can coach you through overall improvement and getting through that mental side of peak performance. So great book. Um, but that's the sort of thing that I come up against all the time in my coaching. So I have, I just started coaching someone this week, um, who is looking to move from, She's looking to move. Actually, she's been a, uh, a stay-at-home parent, and she's been uh, she's been out of the workforce for a while. She's looking to return to the workforce, and that's a little bit um, that's a little bit daunting. And I, I hate that it is that way, but but it is. And so I've been working with her for a few weeks now, and um, she's she's expressed how she's a little bit concerned about how this is going to go. And she doesn't really have a network in the business world. And she's a little worried about going out on job interviews and things like that. But what I'm helping her see is by the time she gets to the point that where she's going to be doing job interviews, she's going to feel comfortable and confident about it. But what we're doing is we're stepping back for her. We're stepping back to get to know her better. So if you... If you are, if you have a membership on my website on lovemondaylikefriday.com, you'll know what this is like, but I have a bunch of video lessons out there um, where I'm asking people to journal. So, so my website, lovemondaylikefriday.com, I've set up so that if you don't want to invest in coaching with me or someone else, you could actually learn to love Monday just like Friday by just going through these video lessons. Um, again, what you don't get is the feedback on how you're doing. But we've sent her through this process, and it's really opening her mind about it's. it's I, I ask her to go back and journal some responses to some of these lessons, and and share those journal entries with me, and she's really on this path of self-discovery, and that's what a coach is going to help you do as well. And so I'm sending her through the first seven or eight lessons on LoveMondayLikeFriday.com, and then I actually met her in the first official coaching session this week, and it's been amazing to see how much from the from the initial time, actually, this is the second coaching session. The initial time was just a meet and greet and get to know you. But it's amazing to see how she has kind of expanded her her capacity for uh, and her confidence for what she's about to embark on just in getting to know herself better. So that's one of those things you need to do. And a coach can help you do that because a coach can help you 
he or she, that coach, will ask you questions that you might not think to ask yourself and, and make you work at it a little bit. And when it comes to work, I hope when you get a coach, they make you work. And this is funny because I used to coach people. When I first started coaching, because I was just sort of doing it as a sideline, I would, I would coach people for free. Um, because usually when somebody's in a place where they need a new job, they can't really afford to pay a coach. But what I found was when I coach somebody, they are going to be asked, I'm going to ask them to do some difficult things. And it's usually then, if they're not paying for it, <laughs> that they they lose their nerve, they lose their desire, they're feeling like, yeah, I'm okay, I'll just stay here, because it's, it's getting hard now. So that's why I don't do that anymore. So, um, so if you're going to hire a coach, that's one of my first tips, is to hire the coach and pay them money or something, trade whatever you need to do to make it worth your while. And, and I, I've done, I've talked about this before, I think, and, and I, I use the example of a cheap um, club membership, like a, like a health club membership, a, a, cheap, a, a cheap gym membership that you would go to. That's all great. You're going into bikini season and you're thinking, oh yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm all motivated to spend this $9 a month on my gym membership. I'm going to go every day because the weather's warm. But when you get to January um, or December and it's cold outside, you're not so excited to back your car out of the garage and go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning. And that's the difference. If you were paying $900 a month for that gym membership, I'll bet even on the coldest days, you'd be getting out there and using it. And that's the concept. You need to make it, you need to make an investment in yourself. And so even if you don't have a lot of money to pay, you find that coach and you say, I can only pay you this much money, but I know you charge more, but how can I make that up to you? I know how to do this. I know how to do X or Y. Let me do that for you. Let me, let me do this in trade if you have to. But you need to be able to pay for what you're doing. You need to pay your coach in some way. There needs to be a, an exchange of value there. Because if you don't, when it gets difficult and it's the stuff that you're being asked to do isn't fun anymore, you're going to quit just happens every single time that I've seen. So that's one of those reasons that I don't coach for free. Now, I don't coach for money all the time. Sometimes somebody has something they can do for me. They can help me with my website. They can help me with my marketing, those sorts of things. I'm happy to do those things. But when you go find your coach, make sure you have some skin in the game. Make sure that you're making an investment. And it's not, an, it's not to pay that coach to enrich the coach, though it might, but it is about making an investment in yourself. So that's my first tip. If you're going to get a coach, make sure you pay them in some way. Now, if you're going to get a coach, now, again, I've talked about you might need somebody with domain expertise. If you're working on your backhand as a tennis, as a tennis player, you might want to hire somebody who knows something about what a backhand should look like. Now, if you're trying to improve the overall game of tennis, you might want somebody who can help you with that whole mental side of peak performance like we, I talked about a little bit earlier. And a, maybe a tennis coach can't do that. Somebody who's great at the backhand might not be able to help you with that mental game. Maybe they can do both. But those are the things you need to look at because sometimes you get that expertise, a, a domain coach who's got expertise in that domain that you're trying to learn. And it only takes you so far because then you find, you know, there is some, some emotional thing or mental thing that's a block for you that you might need to find somebody else who can help you with that too. And then you might find somebody who just knows how 
to help you improve. And you don't always need a domain expert because you know how to do a backhand. You know the mechanics of it, but there's something else that's just getting in your way. So think about what you need and go for that. Now, the other thing I'm going to share with you is when you are, when you employ a coach is do what they say. <laughs> now, now you'll probably want to find a coach that you can communicate well with and that you can be comfortable saying anything. You know, you've got the emotional space and safety to say what you need to say. But the, I, I hired a coach once to help me with my media, my media experience and my, and getting basically to get on television after I wrote my book. And I hired this coach and, and the thing that I heard him say time and again is if you do what I tell you to do, you'll be successful. You'll, you'll be able to do this. And it was so funny because um, the interesting part of the story is when I first signed up to have him be my coach, I was a believer. And I thought, man, I, can, I think this guy can really help me land some TV interviews, which he did. Or he taught me how I could do it myself. And I did that. I, I, I traveled around the country and did a bunch of morning uh, talk shows, uh, TV talk shows, news shows, where I actually had some interviews. And, and what he would tell us with the cohort of learners I was in is if you do what I tell you, you'll get on television. And um, the first time I did, he asked me, because I was only in the program for about three months, and he, he came back to me and he said, Ryan, tell me, how did you get on TV so fast? Because we got people in this cohort who've been in it for two years and they haven't landed a TV interview yet. Tell me what you did. And I knew what he was driving at, so I just played right into it. And I said, well, I did what you told me to and it worked. And, and he, he said, everybody hear that? He did what I told him to and it worked. And the, the, that's a funny story, but the truth is that is really the way it is. Now I'm going to take you to an example of snowboarding where, you know, I've talked about me being a snowboard instructor before, and this is a coaching situation where I would get people and I'm, I'm trying to teach them to go from beginner to confident turns. And typically I try to do that in one day. And I would get people all the time who would say, of all ages, from like six to 60, who would say to me, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's not working. And I would say, you're not doing it. <laughs> if you were doing it, it would be working because I use that same, that same mantra on my snowboard um, trainees that, that my TV coach used on me. And I said, if you, if you do what I tell you to do, now here's how you do it. And I'd walk them through the steps. And if you do what I tell you to do, it will work. Because snowboarding is not any specific kind of talent. It's all physics. And if you, do, if you make the board do what it's supposed to do, you will turn in the snow confidently. And that's what I would do. And, and what I found at, at one point was, oh, they, they can't see what they're, what they're not doing. And so I would take out my phone and make a video. And I'd, I'd zoom in on their feet to show them, see, here's what you need to be doing, but here's what you're actually doing. And then they would see, oh, that makes sense. Now, in this book, The Inner Game of Tennis, that I talked about earlier, Tim Galway gives a, a, a great example of that. So he has a gentleman come to him and he said, I've worked with five different pros and my backhand is just not, I can't get my backhand down. And he said, well, what's wrong with your backhand? And he said, well, I think it comes up too high in the, at the end of the backswing. And, but he said, I've had all these other pros try and help me and nobody can help me. So you're kind of my last hope. So he said, well, I don't, I don't really, I, can, I can't tell what's wrong with your backhand until I see it. So they're standing in front of a plate glass window. And he said, just show me your backhand. Look at your reflection and show me your backhand. And this was the first time this gentleman saw 
exactly what he'd been told by five different pros. You're bringing your bracket up too high at the end of the swing. And, he, and for the first time, he believed it because he saw it. Here's the, the, the beauty of the feedback that you can get from coaching. Now, maybe you can just shoot videos of everything you do all the time and get the feedback that way, but you got to be disciplined enough to watch the videos and understand still what you're doing right or wrong. Because a lot of times you can see the video and unless somebody points out where you didn't do it right, you won't see it. So it was a great example from that book. That gentleman saw that. And, and when, he, when he saw that, he did eight out of 10 backhands perfectly after seeing it. He knew what he had to do. He thought he was doing it, but he wasn't doing it. And, and he didn't believe he was doing it wrong until he actually saw that he was doing it wrong. So make sure you, as you're working with your coach, do what they tell you to do. And if you need more information, if for some reason you're not understanding, tell them, I don't understand. Can you show me? Can you tell me in more detail? I need more information than this. So those are, those are some tips for you this week to get a coach, pay that coach so that you're invested in yourself. And then when you get a coach, do what they tell you to do, because that's why you're hiring them. Don't second guess them. You can question them all you want, but when they tell you, here's your problem, make sure you believe them because that's when it becomes the greatest life hack. That's when you're going to learn the greatest things and make the greatest amount of progress in the shortest amount of time. Again, getting a coach is life's greatest life hack. If you need a coach to help you love Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason, I can help you. Um, I go out to lovemondaylikefriday.com. I've actually changed my structure and my pricing, and I am going to send you through the same process that I sent my newest coachee this week. And I'm going to send you to the website to do the first seven or eight lessons, and then we'll meet together. And I'm going to have a whole profile on you before I've even met you. If you need help, because the reason you don't love Monday just as much as you do Friday is because you're not engaged in what you do. And if you're not engaged in what you do, it's because you're making one or more of the four mistakes that make people love Monday. And you'll find all of this stuff either in early episodes of this podcast or out on lovemondaylikefriday.com. I hope you'll check it out. And I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done it yet. I hope you'll tell some friends about this podcast if you haven't done that yet. I hope you'll go out to where you found this podcast and rate it for me. I'd really appreciate you doing that. Have a great Monday and a great rest of your day and your week, and I'll talk to you soon.